you know, it's not Karachi, it is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash. In the booth with never records. Nice. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. Thank you, Never Records. I'm sorry I touched your microphone. Am I You are not listening to Never Records on Converge Radio 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 75 of Never Records Radio. My name is Ted Riederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. Mississippi to the River Jordan and back to the Missouri. I've recorded musicians, poets, historians, banjo pickers. Anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my conceptual art project, Never Records. The Never Records archive continues to grow. To this date, there are over 500 recordings from more than nine cities around the world. This past fall, I was invited to bring Never Records to Kansas City as part of the inaugural year of Open Spaces, a Midwestern biennial curated by Dan Cameron. Over the course of two months, I made over 100 recordings, capturing the incredibly diverse Kansas City soundscape. Let me describe this next recording to you. For most of my adult life, I falsely believed that I was a descendant of Francois Boucher, the court painter of Louis XVI. It was a fun part of our family's myth and I often joked that that is why I was drawn to painting. I would go to the Frick Collection in New York City and stand in the room adorned with Boucher murals on all of the walls and force some kind of connection to Rococo cherubs that floated above doe-eyed women reclining in gardens. It turns out that that family lineage was fiction. My great-grandmother was indeed named Boucher, but our ancestry took a different track, one that led from Hanover, Germany, through Baltimore, Maryland. William Esperance Boucher, widely considered one of the founding fathers of the banjo, was my great-great-great-grandfather. According to banjo historian Robert Winnens, William Boucher is the earliest known commercial manufacturer of banjos, starting around 1845. His shop, along with the others in the musical trades, was in the same central Baltimore district as the theaters, in which the minstrel performances were frequent. As a successful entrepreneur, Boucher saw an opportunity in a rising demand for banjos and began making them. He standardized the wooden frame rim, easier to fit the parts together than with the gourd body, and what he called the screw head banjo, meaning a bracket system rather than using tacks to attach the head. The luthier Pete Ross gave my family a tour of the former site of Boucher's music store and some of his banjos in the exhibition Making Music, the Banjo, Baltimore and Beyond at the Baltimore Museum of Industry, curated by Ross, Winnens, and Greg Adams. I started following Pete's work on Instagram at Banjo Pete, and I've been marveling at all of his amazing inlay work, as well as his replicas of gourd banjos 
A few weeks ago, Pete and historian Christina Gaddy gave a presentation exploring the origins of the banjo called Playing Banya, which chronicles research that began with one of the first depictions of a banjo in a watercolor from Charleston, South Carolina from the late 1700s called The Old Plantation, which led them to discover similarities to a series of 18th century Dutch dioramas made in Suriname. Pete and Christina traveled to Suriname to learn more about a ritual called a banya, which may have been depicted in the scene from the old plantation watercolor. The banya was a ritual that was performed by slaves all throughout the region defined by the slave trade, from Suriname to Haiti, New Orleans, the Carolinas, all the way to New York. Along with a cast that includes women dancing with handkerchiefs, a king, a storyteller, and drums, is the ancestor of the banjo, made from a gourd called a calabash. Having made many banjos out of gourds, Pete makes a poignant observation about the ritual, which was often depicted with a terracotta jug in the center of a stage. The banjo may not only have provided music, but may have acted symbolically as a vessel, like the terracotta jug, for capturing spirits conjured through the banya pageant. He notes that the neck of the banjo from this period enters the calabash through the stem of the gourd and is anchored to the flower end. I love Christina Gaddy's and Pete's lecture because they're like forensic anthropologists digging backwards through time to find out the origins of this instrument that has become such an important part of America. And I also love the idea that the banjo was a sacred instrument and that music was a way to conjure and contain spirits. It goes right along with my quasi-Shinto belief that artists and musicians can be conduits of the divine. I also love that the banjo, an instrument that has become a symbol of bluegrass and country music, had its origins in the Afro-Caribbean tradition.
You are not listening to Never Records. That was the Short Round String Band with their version of the 1931 Woody Brothers classic Chase Sold Satan Through the Door recorded live at Never Records on October 21st, 2018. This recording features Clark Wyatt, Betsy Ellis, Kelly Wells, and Ryan Spearman. This is a first take on a Sunday morning and they just blew me away. I remarked after this recording that they were like a metal band with their speed and precision. Their response, you get us. I'm told Betsy is one of the finest fiddle players in the world, and I believe it. Her band, The Wilders, is held in such huge esteem in Kansas City. I love her version of The Clash's song, Straight to Hell, which you can watch on YouTube. In their video for Never Records, you can also watch Clark strum Pete Townsend windmills on the banjo. Let me describe this next recording to you. The match sellers were so much fun to record that I kind of missed them after they left. A duo featuring Andrew Morris and Julie Bates, they played with a virtuosity that belied their years. I'm going to play two tracks for you, because I forced them to do a second track that they didn't want to play that I made a huge fuss over.
Who's a walking behind? Who's a walking behind? Who's a walking behind? Who's a walking behind? Listening to Never Records. That was the Matt Sellers 
performing two tracks, Who's Walking Behind and Until You Came to Mind, recorded live at Never Records on September 20th, 2018. Andrew plays Hambone at the beginning of the first track. It took us a couple of takes, but I love that I got to record Hambone. Julie's voice has such a classic tone and lilt that she reminds me of Doris Day. Keep an eye out for the match sellers. They are amazing. Let me describe this next recording to you. On Monday nights in the crossroads, the bar The Brick hosts an open mic called Rural Grit. I went a couple of times, and I found a thriving roots community in Kansas City. I think if I lived there, instead of being a punker, I'd play bluegrass. I was in awe of the diversity of people and ages who came together to play traditional music. It was so warm and welcoming that I've never quite experienced anything like it. One night, I watched a banjo player bow the banjo like a Middle Eastern instrument. His name was Ben Bentley, and he was in town from Boulder, Colorado. I had never seen anyone play the banjo like he did, so I invited him to Never Records to cut a record.
You are not listening to Never Records. That was Ben Bentley with an original improvisation on bowed banjo. Watching Ben play is a real lesson in silence. 
Whereas most overtones, string noise, and flub notes are forgiven as acceptable artifacts for the average banjo player or guitarist, Ben utilizes every sound from the creaking of the neck, the pressure on the banjo head, and the false harmonics. It focuses your ears and attenuates them to an amplified state of listening. I knew I'd record banjo in a state that hosts a Winfield Bluegrass Festival, but I didn't think I'd get to record this kind of banjo. Maybe Ben, like Christina Gaddy says, was channeling spirits and playing the banya. Thank you for listening to Never Records. Special thanks goes out to Clark, Betsy, Kelly, Ryan, Andrew, Julie, and Ben for their amazing sounds. Heartfelt thanks and a big hug to all the musicians and artists that make Never Records possible. For more information, pictures, and video from today's session, please visit neverrecords.net. This show would not be heard if it weren't for Scott Morfitt and Eli Klatt at Converge Radio who put Never Records on the airwaves with support from the UW-Eau Claire Foundation. You are not listening to Never Records. Mm-hmm.